Welcome to the fifth episode of Born in Trouble. I'm your host, John X, with my illustrious guest, singular, Mr. Robert Brooks. You better be nice to me, motherfucker. You better be nice to me. (laughs) (laughs) Just warning you now, in the the previous, the conversation that I was engaged in earlier, I was forced to sit around and start singing the... uh, the hook to Michael Jackson and Eddie Murphy's What's up? What's up? What's up with you? So, in well, case you're wondering what kind of day it is. Well, Rob, it was a for me. It was a peaceful day. Um. Oh wait, hold on a second. Grant Lancaster will be joining us from Detroit, Michigan. He just sent me a text message. Alrighty then. Alrighty then, but we're going to go ahead and we'll get it started. So what we'll do is we'll just go back and forth a little bit before we get into anything deep because we don't want Grant to miss anything good, do we? No. Well, we don't want to miss Grant's take on anything. Exactly. That's basically yeah, what it comes down to. I, you know, I know that many years ago, um, and we ne- we all know that Will Smith uh, agrees with her. You know, Shaharazad Ali was all about a good open-handed smack to the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't that the truth? And, and, and Grant was down with that program. Yeah, you know, sometimes you gotta smack a mofo. You know, but we're gonna like we'll we'll give Grant a couple of minutes to get in here and jump in before we start talking about the smackdown. And we're not gonna talk about it that much because you know what? It's been five days now. Five days. Everybody's talking. It's not that everybody's talking about it, but it ain't. It ain't that deep. No, it's not. It's not. And you know, I like to personally. I'll take this opportunity since it's just me and you today to apologize for any untowardness I might have said about you last week. Even though Jesus did take care of it, he did take care of it. Won't he? He did. Won't he though? Won't he though? All day. Every time. Every time. Had me tripping on my words. Just when I was trying to get my joke, it was like, poof, you will not say this joke. <laughs> poof, you will not say this joke. Heretic. You know, the boy, the boys are right all the time. Won't he, though? All, do it. All the time. I was, sitting, I, was sitting, I was sitting there greasing on the company <laughs> dime. What's going on, Grant? <laughs> you on the company? Yeah, crack. Grant Lancaster from Detroit, Michigan. <laughs> what up, though? What up, though? Midstream. Midstream. Don't worry, you've only missed about two minutes. I was just apologizing to Rob for attempting those jokes that Jesus stopped me from telling last week. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You remember that, right? I'm glad he did. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. The Lord is good all the time. It was funny because it was funny because the next day when Rob was listening to the show, he just texted me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) yeah out of nowhere out of nowhere so yeah so now we can get into it just like very quickly because everybody's talking about the slap i know i'm tired of talking about the slap i did a show i did a one on uh one a show on wisdom and talking about took it with my take on the show so it's like i pretty much got it all out of my system that day but um, I don't know. How do you, what do you guys think? Do you even want to get into it? Do you feel like it was wrong? Do you feel like it was right? Grant, I'm going to let you go first because you haven't had the two minutes airtime. So, I mean, all I can, all I can say is 
uh, Will was out of pocket. You know what I mean? Um, Most definitely. The joke was the joke was the joke was you know I mean it was just some whimsical type shit. I don't even believe that it's it's a joke that was written. I think he just thought of it kind of on the spot. Um, I heard people. I heard a bunch of people talking about it too, and you know everybody was like, "Well, why would he just be standing there and take it?" And I'm like, "So when you crack the joke, he starts walking up. You don't expect what he got, you know what I mean? Like what you expect is for Will Smith to come up there and get on the mic and say something, or you know what I mean, do a or dance. Like fake I mean, slap you or act like right. gonna choke yeah. you or something. Yeah. Or act like you gonna choke you or something. Right. It, it is the Fresh Prince. It is the Fresh yeah, Prince, that's right? What you expect. Yeah, but." You know, for him to haul off and slap him, I mean, it, I mean, it was just Fugazi. You know, Will just in 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 that moment to me, Will look, he just looked kind of weak to me in in that moment. Felt like he looked you know, weak in there. You know, I, I don't I don't disparage him. I mean, you never know what might set somebody off, so I can't really disparage him too much. I mean, I've always been a I've always been a Will Smith fan, and I'm not gonna stop. But I'm a Chris Rock fan too. Um, to me, it seemed like it was more about. Um, embarrassing Chris Rock than anything else. Mm. So I don't know if there's some background between them two. There like, is. You know, we know we know they got the open marriage shit. I'm not t- I mean I, everybody's talking about that 2016 shit. Don't, don't nobody give a fuck about that 2016 shit. Yeah. But I mean, you know, they got a, they got an open situation. I mean, who knows? Chris Rock might have might have put it down. You know what I'm saying? On Jada <laughs> and then you know, I mean, who knows? The problem you know is I mean? like it, it it's it's more it's more to that slap than just him saying the Oscar you wasn't invited to the Oscars and then for him to say GI Jane too. Mm. That's all, that's all I'm saying. Rob, you feel the same way somewhat? Yeah, I mean there there's definitely to it. It still looks a little bit staged to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Chris was clearly shocked. Like Chris was at Chris was like Chris had the rest of the time. You know, Chris moved on like a professional. Um, right. He stayed in that moment. He kept it going like professional, but you could see in his eyes he was clearly trying to process. And so that part of it, you know, Chris ain't that good an actor. That ain't throwing a shaded Chris, but he ain't that good an actor. <laughs> right. uh, so he he was a little perplexed, but you know, Will ain't hit him that hard. No, um, he didn't. Will was Will was clearly out of pocket, you know. And I loved I love what Puffy said afterwards. Like you know, yo, we go we gonna settle this like family at the after party. Like you, you. We're gonna settle this like family at the after party. Let's just keep it moving. Uh, right, right. You know, it, it's stupid. And people want to talk about Will's open marriage. Like most people don't have an open marriage, and they doing that shit anyway. Exactly. So it's all it's Thank all you. hypocritical. All these people who want to right. judge their marriage. Thank you. You know, everybody's banging everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Married or not, divorce is at fifty percent. It's not all because it's not all emotional distress. A lot of y'all is in there getting it in. And I was thinking it like what I was thinking as I was watching, everybody wants to talk about the open marriage thing. This was the Oscars in Hollywood. How many couples in that in that audience were actually <laughs> <Right>. like swingers, <laughs> right. open marriages? Oh yeah. How many times have they met at the different spots when done X, Y, or Z? That's like their community. That's what they do. You know, most of the men in Hollywood hang, were hanging at the Playboy Mansion back in the day. Trying to tell you. Right. And everybody and got naked and, and nobody got judged. But he, he, here's the thing, though. So people on, on our level, meaning working people's level, um, like pussy and dick is like we hold that m- much more valuable than people who have money. Yes. I, 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 
You know what I mean? Yes. In my opinion. I think people who have money, they understand that fucking somebody else ain't the end all be all of a relationship. It's not. You know, and I think if you if you can get to that place, then to me, you better off because you never you can't stop nobody from doing what they want to do. Nope. Nope. You know, so thinking and thinking that you can is just gonna it's just gonna lead you to, you know, a Will Smith moment of some sort. Well, nobody you wants to I mean? think about their mom or their aunt getting railed out by their neighbor. But I'm sure it happened. Right. So you remember the Manzos, right? The man, Mr. Manzo told me, uh, he said, every woman that you meet is a whore, except your mom. But don't ask your dad, don't ask your dad about your moms. Mm-hmm. That's <laughs> the damn truth. You, you see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you, if, you can, if you can get to there, you know, then you, you'll be, all right, all right, well, fuck it, you know. I, it, ain't, I, it ain't the end all be all of a relationship. I just think it's funny that everybody seems to have an opinion. I had a couple of thoughts on this. One thought was that all these people that say uh, Hollywood actors and professional sports athletes, they're not role models. But yet you expect them to act like role models. And if they right. do something wrong, then all of a sudden you just want to throw them underneath the bus like nothing that they did matters because they've got to act differently. And really what it comes down to a lot of times is jealousy. You're not making those millions of dollars. You're not banging those chicks. And like the truth of the matter is Will Smith, Will Smith's got a hit list. That brother's got a hit list. Yeah. An A hit list. That uh, Margot Robbie, it seemed like they were openly like dating and right. doing like whatever. That pissed a yeah, lot of I'm people off. Yeah. If you listen, if you watch that, <laughs> have you ever watched that movie Focus? It's like, oh, that, Brett. bro. That, that chemistry is like, it's sick. And you know, that's the whole thing. Like, you don't know. My whole thing was that like, I had somebody jump on my talk with me and he was like, yeah, well, I think Will is looking like really weak. She's like cutting his, she's cutting his manhood off. She's cutting his balls off because of this and that and this. And I was like, B, you don't know what goes on in their relationship. You're not in their house. You don't know what's going on. And the thing is, you look at that, you look at that Margot Robbie, you look at rumored Eva Mendez, you look at rumored, like, I don't even want to name, like, all the people because it's like, Dennis, I'm like cheering them on, you know, or I'm like, whatever it is, but hey, a little bit. Yeah. I mean, listen, bro, yeah. if you can get it, if you can get it, yeah. you know, he can get it. So it's like, I don't see how anyone can say that because you don't know how Jada felt. It seems to me like that whole if I'm gonna, if I'm going to guess about it, that whole uh, August thing was kind of a payback for a lot of the things that he has done, a lot of the women that he's been with. You know, your woman can tell you that she's cool with stuff, but we all know that's not always true. So, I, well, I mean, that whole perspective that they come from it just shows you how twisted the culture is right now. Like, women are supposed to get over it. Mm-hmm. Like when a man has an affair, women are just supposed to get over it. Mm-hmm. You know, and accept that that's just the nature of man. But when a woman goes out and does the same exact thing, it's the end all be all. Like people are all fucked up about it forever. They calling her all like, out of name. They calling her all out of name. And folks got if if the if your self worth and your value is is based on you know making your having your woman behave a certain way. Yo, Holmes, you really need to reevaluate. Yeah, man, it ain't never gonna work what out for you. What your foundation is, you yeah. gonna take a lot of L. Yeah, it ain't gonna work out for you. You and you gonna find yourself like asked out positions, like Will was the other day. You are gonna find yourself in some stupid conflicts. Mm-hmm. You know, right. or with some shit that really, at the end of the day, like he laughed at the joke first. Yeah, 
See, one of my we right. laugh we'll right. laugh first, and then he saw a look on Jada's face and was like, "Oh shit, oh, shit. I, well, I got a something. choice. I can go slap him, or she gonna slap me later." Right, exactly. <laughs> right, <laughs> that's what it is. And like people were saying, like, because he laughed at the joke. I was like, yo, B, that's a natural reaction. You laugh at it. (laughs) You look at your wife like, hope she takes it funny and she doesn't go. But and then when she gives you that look, it's like, oh, okay. then you got to now. Oh, now I got to do something about it. And you're feeling bad about it. But B, this is this is just relationships. I just wish all these people would just stop this whole judgment thing and everything. It's been over. It's over. And I mean. Go ahead. So here, here, here's my here's my question though about this whole thing. Can Chris Rock sue the Oscars? Because where was the security? You know what I mean? How was this man able to just walk up <laughs> on the stage, smack the shit out of me, and then accept an award ten minutes later? Can, mm. You know what I mean? Like, mm. can can he sue the Oscars or some shit? I, what do you want well, to? You know, supposedly, supposedly, he don't want to. Like that, Chris Rock, well, he I mean, Chris Rock, Chris Rock Chris makes Rock his own movies G. though. Like, yeah, you know, Chris Rock's a G. He, he just does his he does yeah. his thing, and he was like, "Yo, he got slapped and gets and what kept rolling." That's right. it. That's it. Right. That's he, it. And then you know they took him in the room and like, "Yo, do you want to press charges?" Nope, and bounced. Right. And yeah, went he, to that. Oh, oh, yeah. Chris, Chris, he he he's he is stand up G. At, yeah. After this shit, no doubt. I mean, if he if he didn't think that he was before, he's showing you now that he, that he truly is. Yeah. And then, then I saw I, or I heard a clip. Of uh, he, you know, he had a comedy show in Boston yesterday. I saw, I heard a clip of the show. You know, somebody probably bootlegged some shit or whatever on like TMZ. And um, he said, I guess people were expecting them to talk about it. And he was like, Nah, I ain't really got nothing to say about it right now. I'm still processing the shit. Right. But when I do have something to say, believe me, it's gonna be serious and it's gonna be funny as shit. Right. So just you know, be on the lookout for it. So yeah, I would, I would yeah. love to see. He'll be in the comedy cellar workshop in that, and I would love to catch one of those sets. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, me, he's so trying so to the, that, talk his way through it. Let me yeah, just so the Chris Rock, the Chris Rock Kevin Hart joints is uh is coming up in in early summer. So yeah, unfortunately, he's in my area. He's in Atlantic City, uh, Saturday. Okay. Friday okay. or Saturday this weekend. Well, and I'm out of town, so otherwise I'd have run out to see him. I caught him on his last tour through, uh, which became the special tambourine. Well, I'll tell right. you what, like some like that same conversation I had with the dude, I, I just broke it down and was like, Yeah, Will Smith is from our generation. He's our age, he's from our generation. Chris Rock is similarly from our generation. Maybe a year or two he's like he's right in that realm and everything. He recognized what happened. He knows what happened. He knows that maybe he went a little bit too far. Maybe he wasn't expecting that reaction. But he handled it like a G. And he didn't escalate it. Now, you look at these cats. You look at these cats today. If it was one of these young cats, oh, I'm going to get my boys. And you know what I'm saying? And the guns come out and pa-pow, pa-pow, pa-pow. And everybody's shooting, you know. If, if, If Chris Rock wanted to have a head up, with Will Smith, he'd do it. They'd give it to he'd give it to him. Cause that's what I that's what our generation did. You know what I'm saying? You got a beef, then you take it outside in the back and you just handle it. It was like it's not that serious. It's not as serious yeah. as and, they're making and, and, it out to be. And Chris Rock knows, like, yo, when you make your money saying smart shit about people, saying fast shit about people, every once in a while you run the chance every time you do it of offending somebody and maybe getting a reaction like that. Right. Right. Like, so he, he, he got the one in a million reaction and he kept exactly. it moving. 
So I'm going to say big up to Chris Rock right now because he's the real, he like just taking, just to keep it on a G level. You know what I'm saying? The brother handled his business and it's over pretty much. And I like the fact that it's not escalated. But, you know, you look at the difference. It seems like what I really want to talk about when I talk about when we're talking about this is the crowd reaction, the public reaction to it. You got all these punk ass motherfuckers. You got UFC champions sitting up there talking about, uh, yeah, let him do that to me. Let him get with that. Let him try that stuff with me. All y'all niggas want is a fucking lawsuit. All it is is right. like, you know, it's like that's all they want. It's like everybody's talking this stuff. Oh, The Rock, if it was The Rock, he wouldn't have done it. Well, The Rock is a classy dude. The Rock wouldn't have said that. You know what I'm saying? And plus, The Rock, is pro- he probably knows Jada. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so, so it is what it is. They were both on the same network, USA. So there's a party, you know, if there's a party, they're going to, you know. That's how these things happen. That's how it comes together. But that's their business. That's their business. But all these niggas want is a fucking lawsuit. Everybody is so fucking litigious. It's like right. you either you either pull out your guns or you call your attorney. Those are the two ways. And they're saying, like, it's so wrong for someone to put their hands on you. Yo, that's how we handled shit. We put our hands on people. And nobody got sued. We didn't call the police. Right. You know? Yeah, but that wasn't necessarily right either, though. Well, that was because I was usually standing over him saying, you better not tell nobody. But (laughs) (laughs) But Chris Rock said it, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's a reason to slap everybody. Yeah. I mean, you just don't do it. Right. I mean, I mean, he, he, he said it years ago. You know, I mean, I'm sure he didn't expect, you know, his words to kind of come back and get him. But you know, it's funny like that. So did did you see the tickets though? Like the Chris Rock tickets went from like fifty dollars to like two hundred dollars. He's getting paid. I read the article. He's getting paid. So, so it's an opportunity in there. Even in even in the darkest times, there's an opportunity. And yep. He's 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 gonna get paid for it. And he is. As long as he ain't gonna get paid from Will, and I'm glad. You know what I mean? Like I'm glad that they that they just kind of went into or going into a room or went into a room or whatever, and and they talked it out, and it's gonna be. It just kind of is what it is. Now, yeah. once we once we let the inertia, you know, in, that'll be it. Yeah, let me just say for the record, if someone comes up to you and slaps you, bitch slaps you, and you go, ah, and call your attorney, you deserve that shit because you's a bitch, for real. And call your attorney, use a bitch. Either man up, be like, yo, listen, we're going to have to take this outside. We're going to have to handle this like the man's way. There's many different ways that you handle that. And I just like the way that these brothers handle the situation. So it's like, and it's like I said, you know, I've gotten older and, you know, my skin's gotten fucking soft. I got a paper cut the other day. Shit's taking like, (laughs) (laughs) like there is is a time, like there are certain motherfuckers on this planet. If you hit me, there's a chance I'm going to call my attorney. Why? Because, I'm not trying to bust up my knuckles yeah, and shit. Like we ain't. I'm not. Like I'm not putting negative energy. I'm not putting bad energy out there. Like if you want to bring bad energy, that's that's good for you. But I'm not really. You know, I'm not about that life. Well, this had me. This had me thinking about what would be the rules of engagement. So peep game, mm-hmm. like Chris Rock, Will Smith, and that. That's a one on one. Somebody, if the Rock, for example, say you had said that about the Rock's wife, and he comes up and he slaps you. 
there's a chance that you could lose some brain cells. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I still wouldn't call. I would say that in the ways of the street, if someone like the rock, who's essentially would essentially be in that case, a bully, it's okay to jump the rock. Cause that's a big motherfucker. So three or four of your boys come up there. Cause he ain't got no business putting his hands on nobody. So if you jump him, that's okay. He slaps you, you jump him. No one should get any lawsuits. Okay. Can y'all agree with that? Can y'all agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Why why is he slapping you? I, you know, I don't know why he's slapping you. You Why do bullies slap people? Why do bullies slap people out of nowhere? You're saying that Rock is being a bully in this situation. Right. And I'm saying Rock is being a bully in this situation. Right. So in that situation, if you, if you jump him, or, you know, because he ain't got no business putting his hands on you. But it just seems to me like a lot of people, like the litigious ones, those are the people that want to talk reckless. Those are all the people that want to call you all out your name, say anything that they want to say. And we all know we grew up in a different era. You couldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? You couldn't just curse somebody out and everything and not expect some type of ramifications. And that kept people respectful to a certain extent. Now, when it's all litigious and people say anything they want, I just, I, it just had me thinking that are things better with what they call toxic masculinity? Were they better under what would be considered what they say is toxic? Because that to me is not toxic masculinity. It's masculinity. And it's a little bit wrong what happened. But toxic? Ah. And this is about the pussification of America. It really is. The, is yeah, I'm more I'm not, upset that... I'm not riding with you on that. You're not riding with me on that? Why not? Wrong, yeah. wrong is a vantage point, though. You know what I'm saying? Wrong, wrong is a vantage point. It, it's, not a, it's not a universal truth. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So, so I mean, just co- kind of going back, Will, Will Smith at that moment, he, he didn't think he was wrong at that moment. I'm, I'm going to imagine yeah. that he didn't think he was wrong. You know what I mean? Looking back on it, he may look back and say, wow, I was out of pocket for that. You know what I mean? But at that moment, he felt he was totally justified. I think he knew so, he was wrong. I think he knew he was wrong when he went up. Because that's what the look to Jada is. The look to Jada is, that's what the laugh is. The laugh is, ha, 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 we should just laugh this one off, baby. And then Jada's right. like, you know, uh, you know, I'm not really feeling you laughing this one off. And then that's like, you know, that's the step up. When they say that it's that it's Jada's fault, I don't necessarily agree 100% that it's all Jada's fault and everything. But or at all, not, in any way, Jada's fault. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think not, she, could, not she probably could have stopped it. All. She, she probably could have stopped it, but I'm sure she probably, didn't, she probably didn't recognize what was, what was going to happen either. Nah, she didn't expect it. She didn't expect yeah. it. So, yeah, and, that, and that's the thing. So, you know... I, my my whole thing is that there is no right, and that's what I put up in my post in the morning. I was like, there are no right people in this. Nobody's 100% right. You know, dude isn't right for saying, Al- well, for making a joke about Jada's head. Will definitely ain't right for going up there and doing the pimp walk and smacking him up on stage. And everybody else ain't right about opinion, opining about this shit. The shit is over. The shit should be fucking over. It should have been over days ago. It ain't none of your business. And like, you know, the Except orgies, the are... that he did it on national fucking TV. Exactly. <laughs> but you know what else they're and, doing? And that's, the other, and that's the other thing. That's the other reason why he's getting some smoke about this. Like, so 
Will Smith walked up on stage in front of a national audience, smacked another brother, went back, sat down in the seat. The next day, there's probably a dude in Central Islip who <laughs> got up out of his seat and stood in front of a judge because he did the same goddamn thing. Mm. Yeah. You know. Right. And why is it why is it okay for Will to do it on national TV? But I smack a brother in the half penny pub and I gotta come see this judge. <laughs> and that's my and that and that goes to my point. You see, but and that goes to my point when I'm saying like somebody smacks you in the pub, maybe you should just watch your mouth and everything. Sometimes it's warranted, sometimes it isn't. You know, but this whole litigious thing, I, I just don't get it. And these cats like with these these like you're a UFC I, I forget that UFC title guy. You're a UFC fighter. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody, you you legally can't put your hands on anybody. You can't put your hands on anybody. So all you can really do is just talk a lot of smack on the internet and hope that somebody comes and approaches you and does X, Y, and Z. And all you're going to do is sue them. You're not going to fight or you are going to fight. But then after you fight, you're going to sue them. Stop looking for a payday. Get a motherfucking job. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want some different shit, Holmes? I want some different shit. <laughs> we're gonna leave. We're gonna leave you on that avenue. All right, and we're gonna. Then that's a, that's exactly we're leave, where we're gonna leave you on that avenue. Then that's what exactly where we're gonna say. Do you have anything else to say about this? Will Jada bullshit nonsense? And you know, hopefully they will be talking about this at the Hollywood orgy at one a.m. today, and everything right. where Will's in one room and Jada's in the other. And everybody's hanging out and everything, and they'll just work it out amongst themselves. That's just the way it goes down. I'll bring the donuts. They'll bring the donuts. I'll bring the donuts. I think Jada got the donuts. Jada got the donuts. So, brothers, what are we talking about tonight that actually makes sense or has some relevance? Do we have anything relevant happening? Because it seems like the whole week was hijacked by this nonsense. Yeah, it was. Well, yeah, everything was hijacked by this. Even but, even Oscars was hijacked by it. You know, Questlove, Questlove won a uh, won an Oscar. Um, Samuel Jackson got a lifetime achievement. I mean, it's it's a lot of a lot of things happened at the Oscars that uh, went under the radar due to due to this whole piece. I mean, and, and I'm saying, kind of in our community, right? You know, what I mean, a couple things went down. You know, Questlove in particular. That, that you know, Questlove did that movie was banging. Yeah, I watched that thing a thousand times. The music in there is just phenomenal. Yeah, Questlove is a monster, bro. Yeah, it ain't, it ain't many dudes that I that I say I, I, if I could be somebody else, I would be them. But Questlove, I might want to be that dude. Just for a day or for a long time. Yeah, yeah, just for nah, a day. Just for a day or two. Yeah, and, and, you know like, just, just be able to have like, a couple he, stories, have music collection. Yeah, like he just does dope shit. Like, and he attracts yeah. a really dope crowd. Yeah, yeah no doubt. Like the circles that he roll, he rolls in a lot of different circles, and it's just yes, sir. You know, he's like that pure hip hop funk that was that was like that was really that's really what hip hop Questlove what Quest Questlove represents to me is where hip hop was intended to go if corporations didn't get involved in hip hop and start taking it over. And pushing a lot of the gangster rap because it's more musical. It's got a lot of sounds. It's more like a meld right. with, you know, a lot of a meld with jazz and like funk and like all that stuff. That's where hip hop was supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And instead, we got something different. 
you know, and I don't like the knock trap. And I'm actually starting to g- gain a little bit of an appreciation for some of the trap because I hear some of the lyrical progression with some of the artists. <coughs> but perfect example, if that happened between two trap rappers, there's a shootout that, you know, later on that night. And that doesn't right. make any sense. That's not like, you know, that's not the music. There's a list of like rappers and like 80 young black young men rappers were murdered like just last year or something like that. Right. 80. Like that's mm-hmm. what that's not that's not that's not like the skills. That's not the the talent. You're not going to get you know, you get one hot album and then a shootout and everything. That doesn't seem like, you know, it's not the same funk. It's not right. No, but but look at what they're selling though. You know, look at look at the look at the lifestyle that they're portraying. Look at the image that they're trying to sell. You know, if all that comes out your mouth is, is hate and violence, you can't be shocked when hate and violence lands on your doorstep. Mm. Right. You know, and some of these dudes talk some big ish. Yeah. Like, I've oh, seen a couple sure. of these dudes like, whoa. Like Yeah. Like, that's unbelievable that, that a person can talk that much ish. Like you act like you got, you know, like you got skills like Neo and you're gonna be able to avoid bullets. Somebody, <laughs> you know, somebody's gonna be somebody's gonna be throwing some at you. These these you know, these young boys they don't realize it's just the law of averages. It's like you're it doesn't matter how tough you are. It just matters it just matters on who's like, you know, got their gun out at that time, who comes up with the better plan. It doesn't you don't have to lift weights to pull a trigger. So, and that's really what they're doing right now is they're just really, I just hate to see it for the art part of it because like when you got it, when you have a young rapper that's like into trap music and they make something that's good and then you read their obituary four months later and everything, you can just wonder what that artist had the opportunity to actually become at some point in time. And it's like, they're just hating on each other so much that they don't want to see each other grow in the music and, and in the in the genre and everything, and it holds everything back. That's my knock with trap music. It's not the music itself. The dancers are cool. Everything is cool. And I, I see the value, but it's just like, why are y'all shooting each other? You know, I just don't get it. I don't get it. This is, a, this is a, to me, this is kind of a, a progression from the Biggie, um, Biggie and Tupac kind of situation where it actually... You know, we used to battle on records, right? And they they kind of did, Big and Pac kind of did battle on, on records, but then somehow, whether it was by their hand or somebody else's... That's important, that last part. Where, right. It, it escalated into something where now we don't have either one of them anymore. So once, you, once it actually happens and everybody sees it, eventually it's going to happen again. And then it, at, 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 at on some level, it kind of becomes just a norm of of the culture. You see what I'm saying? I, and and who knows how how these things take shape, how they how they become what they are. But the violence is, you know, it's ingrained in the culture, and it's 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 based on something. To me, it's based on something other than these artists themselves. You know what I mean? It, it could be the fact that rappers emulated drug dealers, hustlers back in the day, and you tried to take on that persona, kind of like if you just kind of see before. You know what I mean? Where when Chris mm-hmm. Rock was Gusto, you know what I mean? And he just kind of took on that persona 
And then it was a whole situation for him after that. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't know. I don't know any rappers anymore. Um, but I'm just going to imagine that, you know, these dudes that talk about how they shot somebody yesterday, I'm going to imagine that that's just a story that you made up. I don't think you actually just snitching on yourself on records, but I mean, who some knows? of them do. Some of them yeah, do. Right some of them do. And that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that that's just how, how the, how the, how the culture has kind of evolved based on factors, not necessarily inside of our community. Well, I think we, a lot of factors outside of our community. And also that's, we, it, we're, we're partly to blame, but you know, we chasing that dollar. American capitalism right. is the blame too. We chasing that dollar, oh, but yeah. you don't see, Hey, I've been to thrash metal clubs. I, I've been to the punk shows. Punks don't shoot each other. You know, right. they get in there and bust each other up in the mosh pit, but they ain't shoot right. each other. Why, why, why are all young people trying to shoot each other to get bank? All these other kids ain't busting each other up. Like, why is it just our people? Why is that allowed? But we know the answer to that already. That's that's rhetorical. We know why it's loud. Well, you know, why do we fall? Why do we keep falling for it? I guess is my question. Well, I know, I know. Like Grant was saying, like you know, CB4 and even moving moving up in the two thousands, it became a thing in the rap in the rap game that you um, could get a label to sign you based upon your felony record. They wanted to know. Certain labels wanted to know. Have you ever shot somebody? Um, certain artists, when they got their when they got their deals, if they're sitting on the shelf waiting for a come up, the best way for them to come up and get out there was to get arrested. The industry basically made a lot of this stuff happen because of the way that it actually works. And there's no, there's no, I, I still don't understand how anybody makes any money in this game anymore because they get paid, they, that, they, they get paid pennies on the dollar. And they're wearing all these things. Everything has to be an endorsement. And if you're only out, if your number one single is out for a month and then you get shot and you die, even if you sold a million records with downloads, you ain't make any money. So the labels are making all the dough. The mommers are going to the funerals and the game and the music isn't anything isn't anything better. And that's why we have a lot of the older rappers. You get like, you know, Dr. Dre now and Snoop. I seen Eric Sermon, big shout out to Big E, like make doing that collaboration with um with Dr. Dre. These cats are still able to make money because there's nobody 10, 15, 20 years behind them. There's nobody right. like coming up behind them. And nobody knows it. It's like you have to be in the trap scene to actually know who these artists are. You got to be sticking it in there, stick in there for quite a long time to find out who these artists are. And I think it's a shame. I I don't like what they did with, I I don't like what they did with the music. I don't blame the young black kids. I blame the record executives. A lot of these cats making money and everything. So who made a lot of money doing it and purporting this. And, you know, you got cats like Mace out there. He's like, he's continually, every couple of years, he's putting out a disc record of Puff. You know, I don't know what that's right. all about. You know, you yeah, may, you do. <laughs> yeah, I would say we do. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, you do. But we can't. But we it's can't. A grimy, it's a grimy business. It's a grimy business. Yeah. But so so here, here a conversation I had with my oldest daughter. So uh, the the first concert Ayana went to was Earth, Wind, and Fire, 
Second concert that she went to was Parliament Funkadelic and War. Third concert that she went to was Stevie Wonder. Right. So now that she's it's all downhill from there. Right. Now that she's now that she's 20 plus, you know, she she's 22 now. Um, my question to her always when we're together, because we talk about music all the time. My question to her always is when you turn when you 50, who are you going to go see? You know what I mean? Like, who, who are you going to go see in concert? Ain't nobody going to be checking for the uh, baby or, uh, you know, uh, what's what's the bra's name? Uh, Cardi B. Cardi B. Ain't nobody going to be checking for them. And this this ain't a diss. I'm just saying, I don't I don't think any I don't think they 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 had a longevity in their careers to be what EPMD, Big Daddy Kane, you know, Karis One. You know what I mean? They don't have their their career is not based in they don't have the fundamentals of the game the way that that those artists do. You know what I mean? They came in on the shine and that's what they focused on. They don't have a foundation. Like the and the and the things that they're talking about, like is that going to resonate with you when you're still fifty? Like, right? You know, Cardi B at Lincoln it, it, Center singing WAP. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's what that's what crossed my mind when you said that. Yeah, I mean, and, but I mean, it's true. It's just like, how? What are you going to listen to? Who's? I mean, who's going to be your when it's when you want to go to a concert? <coughs> assuming that concerts you know, are still around at that time. Who are you going to go see from your, from your, uh, your generation. generation? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you might, you might had a 53rd incar- inc- incarnation of the temptations to go see. Mm. You may have, uh, I mean, Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick Lamar will probably be out there. You know, it, it'll be a couple of them. Slaughterhouse dudes. You might, you, they might still be around. Anderson Pac. Yeah. Anderson yeah. Pac. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a couple cats, but primarily, most of the people that you're listening to now, they just gonna fade into the wind. Yeah, and I think that's a shame because music is a vibrational thing; it brings you up or it brings you down, and that's the way it it's being used against us. Right. That's the way. Absolutely. It's, yeah, and that's the way it's being used now. It's like more to bring us down than anything else, and everything. So I feel bad for. I feel bad. I do feel bad for this generation of people with music, but they're not feeling bad about what I'm saying. They're saying, you old ass crotchety motherfucker. Right. You know what I'm saying? One of, one of the ways that you judge a generation is by what entertains them. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's that's one of the ways that you judge a generation. And what entertains us right now? Drama. Uh, Hateration. Sex. Yeah, sex and drama. Yeah. That's pretty much it. <clears throat> Sports. It's not looking too good. It's not looking too good. Sports! Let's go to sports. We got another black NFL head coach that came in the back door. Todd Bowles. Your man. Mm-hmm. Your man, Rob. Mr. Uh, what's his name? The coach. Arena? There? Or Arias? Bruce Arias. Bruce Arias. Bruce Arias. Yeah. Your, your man from Made Temple sure University. Made sure his boy got taken care of. Made sure, sure his boy got taken care of. He be, Todd played for him at Temple, and now he looked him out again. Make Put, sure you set him up to succeed. Set him up mm-hmm. to succeed. So, yep. So, we've got a second black NFL coach now. He didn't go through the hiring process, didn't go through the committee. Basically, Arians waited until it was well into um, free agency where everyone else was already hired and staffs were already hired before he even made the move or made the announcement that he was moving up. 
He didn't give him a chance to look someplace else. He didn't give him a chance to bring a white coach in there. You know, is this the way brothers got to get jobs in football? Yeah. No, they just, you they, know? didn't they just make a mandate that now you have to hire, uh, like, now you have to hire minority assistants. And yeah, right. you have to hire minority assistants. Every team has to have at least a black assistant and a female on their staff next year. How fucked so up is a black female? Is that, is that two for, uh, two for, right. Two for. It's a twofer. Yeah. Little third rock, little 30 rock there reference. Yeah. Twofer. That was one of the funniest shows ever. I wouldn't mind if they bought that show back. That was like a funny motherfucking show. But yeah, are they going to start sliding women onto the staff in order to make the requirement for black men? A lot of people are feeling that that's what's going to end up happening. It's already happening. And how fucked up is it that, like, let's just say, I was going to give it 40 years, 1980. I thought shit was, like, better back then. I thought things were starting to move in another direction, like, in the 80s and the 90s and 2000s. Forty years have passed. You know, you got to know that. was out on the island back in the day. Who? Archell was the only black head coach in the NFL for the Raiders. Yeah. He yeah. was out on the island back then. Yeah, he was the only one. Charles Williams was the only black quarterback. It's like, yeah. what's, the, what's the problem with white men not hiring black people, black men to lead black men? Are you afraid they're going to have a mutiny one day and run up to no, the owner's it, box and like, practice so, and kill you it, the, like the slaves' quarters? How many black men are they associating with on a daily basis? Not many. Right? So you have a billion-dollar business. Who you, whose hands are you putting it in? Somebody you're not all that familiar with? Or are you putting it in some dudes that you com- you putting it in the hands of people you're comfortable with? Well, why are you comfortable with them, though? You're supposed to be hiring the best person for the job. It's not supposed you're, to be about who no, you're comfortable like, with. No, it's supposed no, to be who like, your players like, are. Like, like that, really job is, that, job is, that job is everything. Like, that job is, that job is like being, the, being a head coach in the NFL is like being a CEO. You have to be able to handle your players, but you also have to be able to go out and talk to sponsors. You got to be able to, to do the, the client servicing. Um, there's a lot of facets to that job and you know, they just don't know black people like that just cause they're not in that world. There aren't enough and of us in that world. You want, you want, we all want somebody that, that looks like us. You know what I mean? That, that kind of reminds us of ourselves, you know mm. what I mean? And I, and I mean, I, I think it's kind of hard if you, if you, uh, you know, 70 year old, 70, 80 year old white man with billions of dollars, it's probably kind of difficult to look at a black man and see somebody that reminds you of you. You right. know what I mean? Because for your whole life, black people have just been entertaining. Well, I mean, technically, I'm sorry, I was wrong. There's th- there's technically three black coaches, even though that McDaniel boy, like you said, you look at him, he doesn't so even identify as black. Why you gotta be boy? He gotta be boy. Why he gotta be boy? Well, he's their boy. Daniel boy. I meant like their he's boy. their boy. I don't mean like he's like, you know, a boy. Right. You know, he's like yeah. that McDaniel. It's like, because it's like what you said. It's like, even though he may have some black in him, the owners look at him. And like Rob said, you send them out on a sponsor to see the sponsors, see the corporate people. They're going to look at him and they're going to say non-threatening. Right. Yeah. Not worried about but him I mean, whatsoever. Like, so. Sometimes when I talk to school groups, I tell them, I say, you know, you go out there, you go out there and you've lived your life one way, but you got to understand, like when you go into an interview, most jobs, you know, there might be one candidate who is so far and away above everybody else, you'd be a fool not to hire them. But the next five, if you put a bag over their heads 
and just hit one of them over the head. Whoever drops, that's who you hire. It's going to be a good hire. You'll be successful. You might be successful in a different way, but Mm. you're going to be successful. They're going to do a good job for you. So now, knowing that, are you hiring the person who's blasting some music that you can't understand? Or are you hiring the dude, oh, you went to see the, you went to see the, uh, the Dave Matthews show, too? That was a great show, man. I love that. Oh, you went to the school? Right. Oh, dude, right. that was right. so rad. Right. Like, right. You're hiring the cat you get along with because yes, you sir. can spend 10 hours a day with him. Yeah. You know, I, my experience, I, I, not always race. I'm thinking about it as you say this. I'm thinking about when I, do you remember when I used to run the, um, I was the operations guy for the um, Formica factory out here on Long Island. And big shout out to my guy, Lou, and everything. He's an older guy. Love that guy. Um, he hired me basically to do a job. And when I, it was a very small office. It was like the three of us there. And I had a lot of responsibility. And I went in there and I sat down and I talked to dude. And when I'm remembering the conversation now as we go over it, he had some very good questions, but we got along really well personally. He didn't, he didn't treat me any differently. And I'm, I know that when he went into the office, it's a small office, and the accountant, I won't say her name. I'm sure she'll never listen to the show. She'll never know. But her attitude was basically like, you hired this motherfucker? Like, you know, like he's going to last about a week. He's going to last about a day doing this job. And it took her, it took her about three weeks, like three weeks of me doing like a bang up job. They gave me an assignment to do. They were like, okay, I want you to do this and everything. And you have until Friday to do that. And I came back on, and I came back at the end of the day, Monday and said, it's done. And they're like, it's done. I'm like, yeah. It's done. This shit ain't that fucking hard. You know, I don't know what you guys were. I don't know what you guys were. And I took on so many aspects of that job. And I stayed there for a couple of years until my mom passed away. And then I didn't want to be there anymore because I couldn't see it. But, you know, when you think about those dynamics, she wouldn't have hired me no matter what. And I blew everybody away. But she wouldn't have hired me. But Lou did. And everything. And that was like, and I really loved like working for the guy. I really loved, I learned so much from him about doing business, about how to handle people. You know, I've worked with a lot of different people in the furniture business. It was like really a great experience. And, but I did experience some backlash. Sometimes people would be like, oh, you know, like, you know, this guy. And then they actually saw their work. And at the end of the day, it became about the work as opposed to anything else. They knew that they couldn't call Lou's son because <laughs> I won't say anything bad about him. I like him too. But, you know, it's just like the dude came in in the morning and everything, ran in, signed a couple of documents, and then jumped in his car and tried to get away as far away from that office as he could all day long. So I was essentially doing his job while he was gone. And we were successful with that dynamic. And Lou knew it. But I just wish that more people would just that in a country that's supposed to be merit based, when you don't do things, when you don't hire people based upon merit. Now, that's the concept of America, Rob. I saw you like shake your head. It is the concept I, of America. I, I know that is the concept, but it's never been the practice. Exactly. And that's why the country is fucking going down. That's why it goes down every year. It sinks a little bit further because nepotism. And this lack of merit, this lack of competition. Every time, just remember, when you're holding up your Make America Great flag, okay? Every time you hire your uncle, I mean, every time you hire your nephew 
or your cousin who's a fucking and everything. I'm going to have to cut that out because that's not supposed to be an acceptable word. <laughs> that's probably not the language right. you want to use. Even if it's true. But um, you're actually taking a peg out of the country. You're actually knocking it down a little bit further because that guy's not qualified. He's an idiot. You know, so I don't know. That's reminiscent. There's, there's a lot of truth in that. You know what I mean? If if the most qualified people were the people who were actually hired to do stuff, then I think the country would be in a much better place. Um, just speaking kind of on, on on my job, like we they just they just fired the commissioner of the fire department like two months ago or whatever, and we got a new cat in. Um, cat that I know, I respect him, uh, but you know I don't I don't know like how he's the best guy for the job. You know what I mean? I don't know that he's not, but I don't know how he is. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know how that determination was made, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. But if you if you hired the best people, I think the country would move in a better direction. I think a lot a lot of the pitfalls that we hit, we could avoid if you had more qualified people doing doing the job that they that was actually doing the job. Most definitely. Kind of muddling their way through it. Most definitely. I mean, my reality, like Rob, you know, your reality is different. You've, you've been in this, in this situation for a very long time. You've worked your way up. I won't even like say anything, but my situation, like me personally and everything, I've continually worked for people and made them a lot of money, worked for a lot of fucking idiots. Honestly speaking, yeah. me basically doing their job, them not wanting to pay me what I was worth and me doing the job of like a bunch of fucking idiots. And you get you get worn out. And real estate, my last real estate job, or I should say my second to last real estate job, because technically I didn't work at the other places for like longer than a week because they tried that bullshit. And at that point in time, I was so fed up with just basically coming out and doing all these different things for these people that they're not acknowledging. And they don't want to pay you for it. They don't want to pay you for it. They don't want to give you your respect for it. But then everybody else in the room knows. Everyone else in the room, hey, you know, you got to, hey, go ask Johnny. Johnny knows how to handle that. He'll help you handle that. You know, he's got the answer, so on, so on, so forth. But the motherfucker that's getting paid to give you the answer, he don't know shit. He's telling you to go ask Johnny. And that's the reality of being a black man. So I just pulled my, I just basically pulled my skill set out of the workforce. Fuck y'all. And I do it myself. But does that make the country better? Could I be at a Fortune 500 making better moves? Probably. For everyone, probably. But I'm not interested in that at this point. Y'all done worn my ass out. You know, worn my old ass out. Tired of it. Yo, it, get, it. The dance gets tiring at times, man. Like you, you know, I ain't gonna lie. Like, the dance gets tiring at times. Like seeing the, seeing the BS, like, I completely bring it back to the to the Chris Rock thing. I completely understand that, yo, you got a job to focus on. Some ish just happened, but I got to keep moving in the forward direction. Like I can't, if I stop at every slight, you know, I'd be 70 miles back behind here. If I stopped at every slight, if every time somebody did something to me that, you know, some people right. would say is triggering. Right. I, I wouldn't yeah. get anywhere. And, so, and sometimes all you have to do is be smart enough to hire the right guy. Mm. You know what I mean? You don't have to have all the answers. Hire, like hire the motherfucker that got the answers that you need. Like Lou. Yeah. 
like Lou. You know, I ran through the wall. That's for, I would have ran through a wall for that guy. You know what I'm saying? And, for real. And, and, but that does that speaks to something else. So our generation, y'all. I mean, y'all know I I did construction with my pops since I've been 13. Hard hard fucking work, right? <laughs> but that work ethic has gotten me as far as I've gotten. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I've been in, in some positions that I was able to get my foot in the door, but being plugged in to get your foot in the door is not enough to let you stay in the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In in most cases. So that work ethic comes into it too. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, me with construction, Rob doing the football thing, X moving, you know what I mean? Like when, when we, I'm saying when we was young, you know what I mean? Those things taught us work ethic yeah. and stick to itiveness and, and whatever the problem is, you just got to figure it out. And there's, we're in the generation now that that's not the case. They don't even they don't, they they don't don't, necessarily have that. They don't see the value in that. I remember going to see Rob in Philly, and Rob would have to get up at four o'clock in the morning, was it? Five o'clock. But that at the second apartment, four o'clock at the one apartment at the place in uh, Baltimore Avenue, mm-hmm. five o'clock on City Avenue. Right. And take a train an hour all the way across town in Philadelphia. And everything just to get to CBS. That was CBS you were working for at that time. No, CBS, yeah, yeah, and like you know, yeah. that's that. And you did it, and you did it, and we, I did it, and you know, hung over it. Shit, like, why, <laughs> why, why did we stay out drinking till two o'clock in the morning? Thank God the bars weren't open till five. I might have had to go straight from the bar to work. Right, right. Because I was there. But you wanted it. But you wanted, you wanted it though. Yeah, yeah. These cats today, they they think that you're full of shit. They think that you're crazy for doing that shit. You're crazy because that's not the way things are done there. Now we're now we're getting into crotchety old man territory, so we're just going to leave that alone. Because like t- things are different. Lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> you know, I recognize it too. I recognize it too. But the whole point of the matter is that a little bit of work ethic can go a long way. And now, what you would do with that work ethic today, I would suggest to young people is that they take that and they apply it to their own shit. Because there's no possible way that you're going to or a lot of them, depending on where you come from, there's so few jobs. It's all locked into this whole nepotism thing, what school you go to, where you're coming out of, what your network is, and that's what it is. And if your network is Suffolk Community College, that might not get you so far. So you're going to have to figure out different ways. You're going to have to do things different. You're going to have to be a little bit like more progressive. But um, hey, man, we've almost ran an hour. And half of that shit was talking about goddamn Chris Rock and, and like, you know, Which Will Smith. You said you were all talked out of. I yeah. was. A lot of layers I, to it, though. Huh? A lot of layers to it. There There's is a lot, lot of layers. There is a lot of layers to it, for sure. There is a lot of layers to it. But, you know, I just, I'm just i just happy that the brothers showed the young brothers how it used to be done and how it is done. Nobody's getting shot at the after party. Nobody's, like, breaking down. And the orgy place is still open for all. But you don't know about that, and neither do I. So they're still doing it. They're still doing each other. It's still gonna be. It is gonna be what it is. But I just hope everybody would just like move on. God damn, move on. Shit, are they yeah. still? Is there still a war going on? And are they still like in Ukraine over there? Uh, uh, this shit took you. Making some progress. They're pulling out. There, there are some areas the Russian army's pulling out. But uh, have any of y'all checked out uh, Winning Time on HBO Max? Yes, I got, I got it on my DVR. I haven't seen it yet though. The Lakers. I, I caught an episode by accident the other day, 
And I got to tell you, man, I am like, I can't wait to just, I'm going to sit down one day and just binge watch the whole thing. Like it is well produced. It's well produced for sure. And the story that they're telling, like if it is, if even half of it is true, oh my goodness. Yeah. It, it oh seems like, it seems, you know what? We, we watch that show every week and we were saying like, yo, we should have waited. We shouldn't have watched any of these episodes. We should have waited and watched it all at one time and just binge that yeah, shit. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. Cause I, cause I, I kind of knew the the topic had me, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, so I wanted, I wanted to at least have a chance to see the whole, I don't, I don't want to wait a week. You know what I mean? I, I, I done gotten spoiled by this tech. Yeah. I'm, I'm too. Exactly. But yeah. That, that show is that show. Like I watched that episode and it was, I was watching like 11 to midnight the other night mm-hmm. and I was like, there was a party. It was like, Shit, I want to watch some more of it right now, and I'm like, you need right. to take your ass to bed. You yeah. got to work the morning. It, it's, but the story that they're telling, and especially um, the character of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, perfect. Like if he if he if he was even three quarters of that, which isn't hard to believe that he was absolutely every penny of that. Oh man, it's man, it's been mad. people don't people don't know about Kareem, but it's notorious as a ball fan. He's been notorious as being. That's one of the reasons why Kareem. They say he's a great basketball mind, but that was one of the reasons why he couldn't get a head coaching job because he was so mean to everybody. It's like he didn't like anyone. He would call, come out of his face and call you a racist, like, right away. <coughs> um, he'd smack you, you know. And this guy is, like, studying with Bruce Lee. So what are you going to do right. with Kareem at that point in time? Right. Yeah, Kareem was a 70s Muslim you know what I mean? Like, stu- like say, studied under Bruce. He's a dashiki. Do to him? Well, He's a dashiki. But I mean, like, like, like he was even just like, I just, you know, not giving away a plot. But at one point, they're doing a drill, and Jabbar looked at the coach and walked over, took his sneakers off, and sat down on the goddamn bench. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> Kareem. We're going to run. And Kareem just took off his sneakers and sat down. Listen, nah. Holy shit. Nah, but I'm that's good. but that's the way it went during. If you watch the Lakers in Showtime, he ran the secondary break. Kareem is like, as long as I get there eventually, that's all that matters. I'm trailing, and that's what it is. But yeah, that's a great show. It's a great series, and I'm loving that too. But fellas, we got an hour in, so since there's not much to talk about, we don't know what's going on in Ukraine because the only battles that we know about are Chris Rock and Will Smith this week and no one got bombed, no one got bombed there and everything. Then, you know, the only thing I can say about Ukraine that I did see this week, it was very interesting. They were talking about how they took over Chernobyl and Russian, they had drove through something called the Red Forest. The Red Forest was an area that from the time that Chernobyl had blown up in the 80s or was it in the 90s, whatever it was, no one had driven through there. And they said that basically Putin sent those Russian soldiers and those troops on a suicide mission because they went through that area. They kicked up all this radioactive dust and stuff. And nobody who came in there from the Russian Federation to take over that plant was wearing any type of protective gear whatsoever. So basically, Putin just took out however many troops that went in there and took over that plant, that power plant. Yeah. So that just goes to show you, I don't think that this thing is real. I think it's really all about Putin's ego. I think it's about he's, it's about him getting this thing before he dies. It's not going to work out for him. It's not working out for anybody, but hey, it is working out for people who like wars because that money has to get spent. 
And, you know, we, we're not in Syria. We're not in Iraq. We're not in Afghanistan. So there's got to be a war someplace in America. And we know they're all up in Africa, even though they don't tell us that they are. But we know. And I always say, like, whenever somebody tells me one of my favorite lines, this is what I'm going to leave y'all with tonight. When everybody said, whenever somebody says to me at the side of their mouth, go back to Africa, I say, yes, but I'll probably see you fucking there, too. I'll tell you what, I'll go back to Africa if y'all niggas go back to America when I get there. How about that? How about that? Born in trouble. There is is one thing we did forget, though. What's that? There is somebody who is there is somebody who is deserving of our ridicule in this moment in time. Uh, actually, two people. Let's go. Um, one of them. Over there. What, what, she, they're a married couple. Mm-hmm. Her name is Virginia, mm-hmm. and his name is Clarence, and oh. they're the Thomases. Oof. And she tried to overturn the American government. Mm. Yes, she did. He turned his back and said, "Okay, honey." Mm-hmm. Right. That's a big booga bear of a woman. Point, at some point, we're gonna, at some point, we're gonna have to talk about her. That's a big booger bear of a woman. Talk about them. I, she is a she is a large woman. Hey, did you see her? I, she is I, a large woman with a I, big head. I don't head. know whether she's a large woman, a small woman. I big know she talk big shit, and I know her husband got took advantage of every single program that there was to help a young brother get by in the early '60s, and acted like he got everywhere on his own. Yes, with that. He deserves a Shaharazad Ali type big smack in the mouth. Yes. <laughs> Shaharazad Ali slash yeah. Will Open Smith smack in the mouth. Mm. Well, hopefully he'll be. No, nah, I'm not going to say that because that would be a bad thing to say. No, 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 no. Nope. We don't wish evil on anybody. Exactly. We don't wish evil. But on if you were going to wish evil on, that somebody, would probably be the person. He would be. It would be okay to do that. And who's the second person, Rob? Who's the second? Or are those both no, of them? them. One and couple, two. Yeah, there are a couple. One and two, yes. One and two. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, he should recuse himself from future cases. He's probably not going to do that. So we'll and see. Nobody will give him any smoke about that. No, no. Supreme Court justice, if you're going to recuse yourself from shit. Well, you know, uh, see, now we're going to. They were asking, they were asking Kentaji if she was, Kentaji if she was going to recuse herself from the Harvard case. Yeah. yeah. They also asked her. They also asked her, "What's what's a woman?" So, and, but she did not. You know what? I wish she could have said. And I know we are, we're over time now, but and I know she can't say this. But when they were asking her questions like that, I wish she could have just said, "Look, man, I'm not going to fall for the banana in the tail." <laughs> <laughs> that would have been perfect. That would have been perfect. I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. They would have looked at her like, "Hmm, they're they're still going to vote." This is, that that whole thing is just ridiculous. I I didn't we haven't really talked about it. We talked about it for five seconds on this show because honestly, it's so fucking stupid. It's like I don't want to give fucking I don't want to give breath and air to like dumb shit. She's more than qualified. Vote for her. Beyond qualified. Beyond qualified. Vote for her. Call it a day. Stop making yourself. But what it is is that. These senators are making sure that that far white, I mean, far right vote. (laughs) (laughs) That was a faux pas. They dog whistling their ass off. Was that a mistake or wasn't it? Anyway. What would Freud say? I don't know. From Florida. There are no mistakes. From Florida, home of the grapefruit. Mr. Robert Brooks, thank you for showing up. It's the grapefruit league. It's the grapefruit league. 
going going down to Sarasota tomorrow. There's this uh, there's this great Amish bakery in Sarasota, Yoder's, that I might stop through. Mm. Oh, nice, nice. Tell them I said what's up. Use yeah. my name. They got they got recognized. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Greg, you got any you got any tips on how to bring some Amish and some to bring the Amish home or no? Yeah, yeah no, I know. That's, you. that's all you got. All you got to do is mention me. That's it. Okay. Yeah, just you drop my name. That's right. Drop <laughs> his right name. Line. And don't forget to tell him <laughs> that you're coming to your that it's Grant Lancaster from City Wings. Two eight nine six West Grand Boulevard, Detroit, Michigan, baby. Come down to get you some. Come get you some wings. Believe it. And there we are. Born in trouble. Thanks a lot. Episode five. Great episode. Peace.